Welcome to tonight's Wispy Mop Open Mic Night. Thanks so much for coming out. Those of you who want to perform, please make sure you do sign up. Otherwise, I have no clue that you want to play. So let's get on with the music. Give a warm round of applause for our first performer of the evening, Ron Kutcher. It was just before Christmas 2010 and the Great Recession was pounding away, devastating people's lives. Uh, people had lost houses, people had been evicted, people had no jobs, they had no food. They were food lines, as you may remember. And I was following a couple into the Safeway in Westminster and the Salvation Army kettle Santa Claus collector was there looking for donations and the wife went to reach into her purse and was taken out what I could see was a five dollar bill was about to put it into the kettle and the husband takes her arm and says no you keep that we have our own problems Don't ask me to help you 
my job and everything I hide. I'm not sure what I will do. I've got kids to feed. I've never known this before. What a Welcome to this week's edition of the Wispy Mop Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series. I'm your host, Todd Middle Initial C. Walker, and you have been listening to an open mic performance, sort of, by Ron Kutcher, who's on the phone with me right now. And Ron is an open mic performer, and he's been doing lots of live shows on Facebook and other things. And he's on the phone with me right now. Hi, Ron. Hi, Todd. That was, I loved putting that together because... I know you specifically from open mics. Right. <laughs> For a long time. Now, but you didn't start out doing open mics. You've been playing guitar and singing for a long time, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, since Keith Arlock gave me a guitar back when I was a junior in high school. And a long time ago. What guitar did he give you? You know, it was... It was uh, uh, a nylon acoustic, um, probably a pretty inexpensive guitar. Um, um, I don't even know if it, if it had a brand It was, it was an extra one in his closet, but he was a good buddy. And, um, uh, uh he, uh, was nice enough to say, Ron here, have a guitar. And, and he gave me the music, um, with the little chord charts for she's not there. And and that was where I started. You know, learned uh, she's not there, uh, and I learned my A minor and my E minor or my D chord, and uh, uh, that that goes back to like 1964. Now, were was anyone in your family musical as well? No. Uh, well, I I I I think my I think my mother had played piano when she was younger, but it. it it never continued. So, so there was no, uh, 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 they were opera lovers, but no, there was nobody in my house who actually played instruments. I was always the one who would, uh, love to walk around the house singing. And, um, then I realized, you know, singing, um, would sound better if I could accompany myself and the guitar was the perfect, way to do that so i wanted to learn how to play guitar so i could kind of accompany myself 
when I was walking around singing. But no, nobody, nobody, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, played instruments in my in my home. So I was kind of left on my own devices. Now, were you a big fan of folk music back then, or what was your what was the style of music that you tended to listen to? What I listened to the most back in that second half of the '60s um, uh, was, I think, the British Invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, very, very uh, melodic type of music that the Beatles were doing, and Jerry and the Pacemakers, and all of those groups and um, folk. Um, I did not really listen to as much. I did later on in, in the later sixties when be, because at that point, uh, uh, 67, 68 uh, with the birds, uh, 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 rock and folk sort of came together and then um, everybody started playing, playing the birds and Dylan and well, the the birds. Of course, I mean they were introducing all of all of his music, so then everybody else want, wanted to play it. But in, initially, um, uh, I, I I was more of a rock, pop rock kind of a person, and then as we got into that whole protest era, where all this incredible music was coming out then i really started getting much more into folk and um never lost the love of of all that great rock the psychedelic rock and everything that was going on but that's when i really started stepping in it, into the folk music sound now how long did that inexpensive nylon guitar last you oh I played it for just a couple of years. Hadn't now hadn't thought about my my first uh, musical girlfriend there in a long time. <laughs> that was short lived. It got into a closet because I was dating a gal in 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 in, in the later sixties who was a really good guitarist and a really great singer and um she she uh, um got me to buy a really nice guitar and again it was it was it was nylon it was a favela um which i guess was a spanish nylon string guitar and i played that um right until so so that was like like 1967 i got that i played that until when when was my son's eighth grade graduation party at the house because that's when it was it was out and somebody busted it up Uh so so that's like about 1998 or so. So yeah, I, I played it all that time, uh, and it was it was it was a great guitar. Um, I had never played steel strings. I, I, I'd always played played the nylon. And after that, a, a, after that, what went? Uh, I moved to Nabanez, steel string electric, um, and um, 
played that up, up until a few years ago, uh, six, seven, eight years ago. And then I, I gifted myself with, with a Martin 12 string, uh, six string. Now, is that the Martin that I've seen you perform with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what led you to purchasing a Martin? Uh, I wanted a really good guitar. Um, and uh, I had just heard wonderful things about, about Martins. So um, that's what I had decided to look for. And I found one. Uh, and I spent about six months going back into Bill's music uh, and taking the down and playing it and com coming back and coming back. So by, by the time I, I was ready, uh, I, I knew, you know, this is this guitar and, and me are just a great fit. And I've, you know, I've, I've loved it ever, ever, ever since. Um, and I only use one guitar um i i bought a few years later about three years ago then uh a martin 12 string because i'd always want, wanted a 12 string and um you know unless i leave it out during one of my grandkids eighth grade graduation parties <laughs> I, will probably, I, I will probably keep those forever so now you you mentioned your kids and your grandkids have any of your family, the younger set, have they been inspired by your playing to take up guitar and sing? Oh, yeah, no. Um, my, my, my youngest grandson um, had come to, uh, when, when he was about five, he started coming with me to um, an open mic folk night which is the one you know that 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 Neil and, and Debbie Zimmerman do mm -hmm. out in Perry Hall, and I, I I had really just started performing. Uh, it was fairly new, and Peyton came uh, when he was up in town, and again he was about five or six, and um, he 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 decided uh, uh, he wanted to come up and do something with me, so he decided he wanted to do Puff the Magic Dragon. And so we had prepared that, and 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 so he performed. Uh, the following month, when we had folk night, he was up, and we did Puff the Magic Dragon. So, but but now he he's he he's um, a soccer player. He's not a <laughs> music player. Um, my younger grandson likes music, but um, I think he's looking at piano. So. I've not been an inspiration. Well, you, I'm sure you have actually, but uh, kids follow their own path. We can direct them and they may follow the path we set for them for a short period of time. But as we know, as adults, there are so many tributaries in life oh, yeah. that you can, yeah. you know, take. And whether somebody plays guitar or they play, you know, or, 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 or they play a different instrument where they don't play an instrument, you know, that's okay. Everybody, I, I, I think the thing with music for me um, has, has, has been because it's just something when I do it, I love it. Mm -hmm. So there's a joy and a pleasure 
you know, when I'm 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 playing, uh, it, it's it's just doing it. I love it. It's it's you know, uh, good bad. Uh, you know, it's it's just doing it. It's it's so much fun. And if if it brings you that joy, that's great. But if it doesn't turn you on like that, you find what it does. So everybody, uh, you know, needs to find the thing that just really gives them pleasure and then you do it. So, but, you know, they're still young. I mean, I I didn't pick up a guitar until my junior year. So, you know, Peyton may find a Keith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's important that um, everybody does it. I think it's important that everybody finds the thing that they love and and have the good fortune. And I've always considered myself just so fortunate that I get to do something that I I love so much. And you know, it's it's just such an incredible enrichment to my life, particularly. Uh, uh, the second part of my life now, you know, being, being, being on the older side, you know, things, being able to bring this in and, and do it has just been so incredible. Cause you had mentioned at the beginning, you know, that, that, that I've been playing a long time, but, you know, I, I, I haven't been doing open mics a long time. So, um, you know, I've, I'm I'm just very fortunate. Now, what got you interested in performing live? Well, I had always, always dreamed, you know, of of being able to play and and perform, and and I never had. I I played guitar, but I played guitar around the house, um, you know, and uh. uh Somewhere about oh ten years, eleven years ago now, um, I uh, uh, Neil and and Debbie who run the Perry Hall Folk Night uh, had had mentioned because they knew that my wife had told them you know you know Ron likes likes to play and they said well you know we do this Folk Night you ought to come so so um, you know I went and. Um, you know, I, I watched the first time and it was like, hmm, you know, everyone's pretty good, but, you know, I, I should try it. And um, I did. And um, that was it. You know, I, uh, you know, I've, you know, started at that point. It was just, you know, electric being able to finally be out in front and, and, and playing and uh, I started at that point going every month to Neil's open mic. And then um, I, I started to come out at that point, Dublin Roaster mm-hmm. was doing um, their weekly open mic um, back then. And, um, and that was your show. And um, you were always had to thank you. You were always so for your listeners. You were the greatest host on the planet. You know, <laughs> you, know uh, uh, you know, making everybody, but you certainly made me feel really comfortable. And and that you know, you know, I sound good. You know, and because Dodd said so. 
Um, I think you 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 always said yeah, I, I've, I've got the '60s voice. Well, you really do. That was the one thing that struck me from the first moment I heard you sing. I'm thinking, gosh, this is just like being back in high school and listening to a folk performer, whether it was live or listening to it on the telly, as they say in England, um, or just listening to a, an album or something. You have that definite sound, and probably because you you must have listened to so many albums when you were younger that it just kind of oozed its way into your being. It is this way, yeah. You you get the Beatles album or whatever, you know, uh, um, and you would just play it endlessly over and over. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, I did that to a lot of Dylan stuff, too. Uh, he'd have a new one out, and you'd play it over and over. But, you know, th- th- that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, I was... So I was I was doing an open mic every week and then once a month with the Perry Hall and then uh, uh, um, Frederick Coffee Company uh, it was doing a weekly and I started doing just more of it, getting comfortable and more experience and, um, you know, enjoying it and uh then I, I was I started playing every year down at the Inner Harbor. Uh, they were having a Christmas festival at the Inner Harbor, and uh, I, I played there. I, I just looked for any op- opportunity, and so so that was kind of uh, you know where it started, and then it just became you know in a wonderful part of my life. Now, the first time you performed at Neil's open mic. Was mm-hmm. it nerve-wracking, or did you feel fairly comfortable? No, it was never nerve-wracking. Uh, um, I, I've I've always been lucky. Um, it you know I get out there and um, I I just feel as natural and as comfortable as it's possible to be. And um, I've 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 never had that. Uh, uh, sense of nervousness I, I think i've always been a ham so <laughs> so it felt yeah you know uh um you know I, I'm, I remember stupid moments when i was really young you know doing some things like that so no no it it felt natural well it it, it sounded natural when people perform who've never performed for, for before and and maybe some like me, I'm usually nervous going in. Once I'm halfway through the first song, I'm usually pretty good. But I'm always at a, a heightened sense of apprehension, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you could tell from the moment you started speaking that you were at ease, or much more at ease than the average open mic performer. And that was one of the things that I enjoyed about your performance. And, of course, then you started singing, and it sounded just like I went back to the coffee shops back when I was in high school. Mm. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that, that that's that's nice to hear. Um, and and I've been fortunate, you know, because it just it it seemed for me, I I, I tend to be a confident person. Um, so 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 I think that kind of helped. Um, and uh, going out, uh, just you know, was like, oh, you know, this is what you've been waiting for. And it just, it just feels so natural and it feels so good. And, and I've always been lucky too, because 
I've I've always had good audiences. You know, that that helps too. I've never been faced with like, you know, people that, you know, well, well, like the perennial Blues Brothers, you know, movie where, oh, God, you need your chicken wire there mm-hmm. to keep the bottles which are being hurled at you. So um, but I've loved it. I've, I've 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 been very grateful that, you know, that I've been able to do it and and and, you know, being able to still do it. Now, do you find that the open mic audience audiences are much more uh, attentive, not forgiving, that isn't the word, but much more accepting and attentive than maybe the audience where if you go to a coffee shop or a restaurant where someone's performing, where the crowd is, they're into their own thing. And yes, some people are paying attention, but not many. Do you find that they're really accepting? I do at open mics generally. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that the open mic audience is uh, not only respectful, but very cognizant, uh, almost like part of your obligation, you know, is is to let the person who's up there sharing their soul um walk away feeling at least good um i'm always amazed the the the, the first the first time um uh, i played the person coming before me was really really bad um not to be judgmental but it was like okay and everybody applauded mm-hmm. so i he walked off feeling you know acknowledged and you know i've i've always seen that so open micers uh the folks who come uh to either play or to sit and be entertained are usually just really classy and respectful and uh, um, which i think is why i why i enjoy that as a venue so much well, like many of us during this past year, and I'm amazed that we say now accurately it's been a year because everything kind of hit just about this time last year with the pandemic and mm-hmm. things beginning to shut down. You, like myself and many others, I am sure that you miss being able to go out and perform. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, 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 being able to be with an audience mm-hmm. one on, you know, with that one-on-one contact, the right there um, is so much different than with, with doing it on a zoom type of format. Um, so, yeah, I think we all miss that in person because there's an interaction you know, I mean, you like to joke around and people joke back and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're doing a song and, you know, you, you, you want to tell everyone, okay, you know, like, like when I do hallelujah, you know, and, and, and people are getting into it, you know, then you hit the chorus and, you know, you get, you know, you get everybody to kind of sing along because, and, you know, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've been lucky. I, I've 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 done more music during the pandemic than I've done at any other time. So, well, for the know. folks the folks who are listening who maybe don't know you and can't go out to open mics just like you and I can't, tell them what you have been doing. Well, we've been. Um, I've been lucky in two fronts. Um, first, for those that are only listening, you would see if you could see me, I'm more of an elderly chap. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're just about the same age, though. So. Uh, well, I didn't say old, uh, but but um, I had hooked up with a bunch of guys uh before the pandemic at one of the senior centers where where i was performing and they had formed a group amongst themselves these are all active seniors you know uh and they were meeting every friday to to jam and asked oh you know asked why why not join them and i did and then we started meeting a couple afternoons a week at somebody's house and just playing and everybody just brought in the music and made copies and shared it. And that was a ton of fun. So when the pandemic hit, we all decided to go and continue this on a zoom and then brought in a few other folks who um, missed playing and it become, it became basically a, an open mic format uh we we you know we just go in a circle and have been doing that for you know well it's almost a year and uh, uh there's no time limits and we just you know it's it's a sharing you know uh, uh you know, uh, we can share and put the music up on the screen. And now for those who don't know Zoom, you really can play together in Zoom. Zoom is not a music friendly venue um, if, if two people play at the same time, but you can mute and listen and you can play along uh, since you're muted, but we'll put, we'll put the music up typically. And, and it, it was, it's been a great opportunity for, folks to keep playing uh usually four to six of us on twice a week and uh lear- learning a lot of new stuff and uh I've, I've 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 been getting into some stuff i i hadn't been in before but then 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 the other thing i started doing which 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 is really unique and has been a ton of fun was uh, something called coffee house music that i started and that is the format there. It, it was aimed um, for the uh, folks going to all the senior community centers, um, active seniors. And the thing that was missing was music. And the thing that was missing for me was doing that music. Uh, I tended to do about 80 gigs a year at the senior community centers and uh that was really missing and the format that i put together was with figuring that people don't want to sit and listen to ron just 
sing. I mean, you know, if we're someplace in a coffee shop and you're drinking wine or coffee, maybe you'd like that. But asking people to sit in a chair in the living room and and just listen. So so the format I put together was um, four things. One, for people who wanted just to sit and, and enjoy a concert, um, they could do that. But also put up on the screens the music with the, with both the lyrics and and all the chords. So people who'd want to come in and sing along could do that. Um, for people who'd like to grab their own guitar or or whatever instrument and play, they could do that. And then I also posted, and if 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 you like and you'd like to do a song you could do that too so 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 if somebody wanted to come in and do you know you know do their own song we could do that and this this was done originally through the senior centers the community centers and um it 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 began and uh you know this way something for everybody and we've been doing that since June. So it's, 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 it's like, I think I've done about 50 of them by this point. I'd have to do the math, but it, it's, 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 it, it's been really, really great. Uh, the people who want to sit and come in and listen have done that. But then what happened though, um, was that I was pulling in a lot of the people who, who I knew who were open micers and, and, and none of that was there. So they would come in and, you know, they'd, you know, they'd listen. And, and I realized after my third song, you know, all of these people played better than me. So I, I started opening it up and saying, you know, okay, do, do you want to do a song? And then we started rotating. And just as it went on, they'd invite some more people in. And so in addition to people who would tune in to sit and listen and just enjoy the music, um, we've become this very, very neat, um, I, I call it a gathering, but it's technically an open mic, but that's sort of formal. It's, it's a gathering and, and everybody, we just start at noon every Wednesday for coffee house music. People can can listen and it's become now I'll, I'll, I'll post it you know, local musicians rather than Ron Kutcher. And everybody just plays whatever they feel like. And um, we'll go on, you know, we start at noon, probably play till about 2.30. Um, and it, it, it's an opportunity, uh, you know, for a lot of some of the players play have played at other places are really, really good. And, you know, you, you can shoot the breeze, you can chit chat. It's, 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 it's not the formality of three songs and the next person. So it's a real, it's developed over these months and all, all, all of the days have into this really, it's like you're sitting in somebody's house, um, you know, sharing music, sharing stories, sharing what's going on. Um, you know, there's political chat, uh, whatever. And so uh, I, 
you wind me up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just go, but you know, for me, it's, um, this pandemic is horrible. I mean, it's awful, you know, economically and, 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 and with the deaths and, you know, what's doing to people's lives, but, um, musically, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's like heaven. It's, it's, you know, wonderful people with wonderful music. You play as much as you like, as long as you like, and everybody gives you feedback and shares and, uh, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing new things that I hadn't done before. Um, because it's a safe environment too. It's, it's a very, so it's not like you have, to, when I play at an open mic, it's polished. You know, if, if I'm stepping out there, you know, I, I want to, in my fantasy, you know, knock you off your chair. Um, and, and uh, not that that's what happens, but that's at least what you're aiming here. You, you know, it may be something you picked up the night before and you, you just start giving it a try and, and maybe you do it two or three times in a row and, it, you know, you work out the kinks and even get feedback. So that's what's been, been going on 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 now and then for me i'll you know there's some other really nice open mics now that i was at you know that, that i'll come into in the evenings just as as a guest but um that's been my world of music uh it it and again todd as you had said it 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 really only started at this level where it's you know i've i've had the enrichment something i always dreamed of becoming the major part of my life now how many people on a typical wednesday at noon do you get it's to not, join in? Uh, um, uh, um, there's usually um from seven to eight or nine players which is i've 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 not pushed since it took that format it evolved in that direction uh, I've I've not tried to get that part bigger because um, I do one open mic now, um, and it's really good players. It's a, 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 it's it's a songwriters group actually, and you know there's you know ten eleven twelve and you know it's wonderful evening. But you know you'll play two songs in in the two hours, and um, you know. This, you know, because you can play so much, uh, I, I've not tried to expand it anymore. And then, you know, we can get, depending what the centers, the centers post the links. So, you know, I, I can get several spectators, you know, people who come to listen, and that varies. Um, but it's uh, been, it's been now this just... Uh, um, group of just really wonderful players and uh you know they'll bring a new new friend somebody will you know invite somebody why don't you come in and then you know you'll you'll get other new new faces so but that's what's been been going on with that now do you do it via zoom or is it done in, in yeah you do okay now this is zoom it's zoom and um the only rule and it works great the only rule and limitation 
is you've got to mute. Well, mm-hmm. you don't mute if you're playing, but um, all of the participants would be muting um, because there's distortion. What we found and became publicized is if 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 I'm playing and then you're not muted and you start to sing along or want to play, you it starts creating distortion all over uh, and it doesn't work um, with zoom. But if, if you're, if you're muted, then you can play or sing along. Um, but that is the one limitation because we'll all say, Oh boy, we, we can't wait, you know, for the pandemic over. And then, you know, we can get together and, and sit and, you know, play together now how do you come up with the songs each week for you to perform for me yes well do you have a long list of of songs that you know and you just pick say three or four yeah or five or six or seven (laughs) well again it's you know like 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 you know you start and you know people go until you know, well, you know, I got to go shovel the snow, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, got to do that. Um, I, I, uh, I, I have so many songs, or sometimes there's new. Like right now, I, I always loved uh, Poncho and Lefty, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the song, <laughs> and and Tam Van Van Zandt. But I, I was never really familiar with the rest of his body of work so right now i'm i'm listening to a lot of of his and uh you know i try every couple of days that when we get together to bring another song in um so that's one way i'll i'll you know a a lot of songs i had never done that i want to want to try i was i was getting into um you know, uh, always loved Queen, although that's not a folk singer's venue. But 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 love of my life is this beautiful ballad, and I wanted to experiment with with that because I love the song, and I I do sometimes have the ability to go a little higher. Um, so that's one way. New things that that um. I, I want to play. And then I've, I've got just a list going back to 2010, you know, of just all of these songs. So I'll, I'll go through and pick out what haven't I played in a while or what do I love? And, and, and the really neat thing is um, the group on all these different days are different music styles. So, so, so you're bringing in, uh, uh, um, um, we got uh, one one fella uh, um, who really likes the older music. Uh, um, think if think of Irving Berlin, mm-hmm. um, some of those standards, um, and and he's really good on the fretboard. He's um, he started uh, really relearning how how to play about a year and a half ago. And he's just he he works that fretboard, you know. You always know a guy, and and somebody'd have to 
play guitar to know what, what I'm, I'm talking about. I like my E minor, my A minor, my G, my C. They're my buds. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he was, a, I'm not doing any minor. I want a song with that E minor augmented seventh uh, square root, <laughs> you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you've got, you know, and, and he's the one who can do all of those chords that are, you know, that are so incredible. But so he brings in this whole body every week of this really great older type of music that we all know and love and then, you know, may want to play. And then we got another fellow who, you know, loves Elvis and rockability rockabilly and he's bringing in all that stuff and another guy who you know w w played in all the bands growing up and and is so accomplished and loves his steely dan and stuff and uh got a gal who is 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 is, is a classical pianist but writes so there there's such diversity and that all brings in new material um you know, it's it's not just everybody who loves Joan Baez and, um, you know, um, and and for them, they learn because they'll say, oh, you know, uh, I mean, my favorite song of all time that I love to play is Streets of London. And nobody's heard of that except a very small group, you know, with Ralph McTell. Um, and now they play it and you know they play poncho and lefty they had never a couple of them because they were li listening to different kind of music mm -hmm. and and i'm you know the reverse is true on my side um so you know that that that's what makes all of that so exciting and 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 for new folks who who like to to listen <coughs> It's it's so diverse, um, you know, it, it that it's always a ton of fun. Now, do you have plans for when things open back up for this same group to get together in person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll tell you what's been interesting. Everyone wants to continue, at least on some basis, the uh, the Zoom get-togethers. Well, because they can do it from the comfort of their own home. You can do the comfort of your own home. Uh, um, you, know, you, you can pull up stuff. And so everyone has enjoyed that. But, yeah, we're going to definitely, um, I mean, it's, it's no question that, that, that uh, we're going to continue meeting uh, because, you know, the, we we have such a good time playing together and again that's just another area of enrichment and the, no matter what else you do being able as a musician for folks to be able to get together and play together is just a wonderful thing uh, you know to have that where you can get together with folks to share the music. So we'll, we'll, you know, as soon as it's safe, um, we'll definitely shift and, and get together. But, you know, it, it's also easier because some, you know, for people who live far away when you're zooming and you live down in, in the DC area 
and 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 other areas there's no time limit um uh, um we had an open mic the other day that i was uh, a spectator in and uh, <laughs> Yeah, there was somebody from Washington, but you know, one of the the players. You know, I said, "Oh, where where are you playing from?" He said, "Oh, I'm up in New Hampshire." Really? And wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and another was 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 I, th- I think in, over in uh, New Mexico. So um, <laughs> you know, th- that's the other interesting thing with what's been going on musically. You know, just people who would never meet each other are meeting each other. Did you have any idea that it would be the way it's become? Did you have a preconceived notion or a plan or is it just, you had no, no thoughts going in just other than let's do this and let's see what happens. Uh, 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 no, it, 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 this was for me, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it began originally, well, the jamming, took its own life because we were meeting together, you know, playing together. And then, you know, we started saying, well, let's start doing it on, on, on zoom, but, but the big coffee house music that began with, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to offer, you know, my, my concerts. Cause, cause I was doing all of my performances for the last five years had been kind of structured, totally different. Um, but this was going to be where I can just do whatever music I like, but it'll be a concert format. Nobody's not worrying about singing along or anything. I just originally, you know, chance to be the center of attention, mm-hmm. you know, for, and it just created its own life where, you know, um, and for me, it was like, well, whatever's going on, let it go on, you know, because that's what works. Uh, so I had no idea if, when, when I was developing this with um, uh, uh, the director of, of the Towson Senior Center, uh, uh, Julie Lynn, about doing this coffee house approach, I had no idea that it was gonna become something I was gonna be doing weekly and it, it would be, you know, six, seven months with, you know, you know, people playing and, 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 and having all these musicians coming in every week. And then after time you get to know really so personally and well, um, you know, I can even tell you that, you know, the, the, that John from, from the John, you know, was putting solar panels up a couple of weeks ago while, you know, he wasn't doing a song. He'd come back, you know, you just learn. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's been just so enriching of relationships. Now, what had you been doing career wise before all this music took over? Okay. Well, I was fortunate. I'm, I'm, I'm the luckiest person in the world. I think, I mean, I, I, I was a high school guidance counselor um, for my entire life um and it was just every day was like performing at an open mic you know in in terms of every day was enriching it was uh you know I, I'm, I'm one of the group who've simply been fortunate to have a job 
career that that you just loved and never wanted to stop doing. And um, I, I worked up at uh, Francis Scott Key High School where I was the um, head of the guidance department there and uh, up in Carroll County. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was just a you know a wonderful uh, working with kids, particularly high school kids, is just the most unique, wonderful experience. And and working with you know parents and and teachers and 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 and, and coworkers, but especially the kids. Mm-hmm. Now, where did you grow up? Where was your childhood? I was a New York City boy. You know, I thought because you have a little bit of, you don't have that heavy accent that most people associate with like Northern Jersey or New right. York, but I could tell there was a little bit of that New Yorkish in you. So yeah. were, were you living in the city or just outside? I, I, no, I was a Manhattan boy. Were I, you really? I, I, I was dead in, dead center in the city. Um, and uh, uh, um, they talk funny out in Brooklyn and, and the Bronx, hey, only kidding, <laughs> only kidding. Um, but, 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 uh, um, Manhattan, um, and it, I, I, I grew up there and, you know, it, it's, it was a unique place to grow up. Well, tremendous amount of music coming out of New York in mm-hmm. the 1960s. My gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was all happening down in the village and, um, and, and venues all over town and, uh, and, and terrific radio stations as well. Terrific radio uh, stations, terrific music stations, um, all the er- early folk. Um, I went to bed on, on the, the FM was coming into its heyday. Um, and, um, some of the alternative stations that there was one WBAI, um, listener sponsored radio and uh they played the first time i heard alice's restaurant because nobody w- would play a, a 27 minute <laughs> but but the, you know you you know so but the thing that i think was so unique about growing up in new york because i i live in Town, and everybody knows when i moved here in 76 i was on the phone with all my new york folks and telling them hey get your butts down here. This is the most awesome place to live. Uh, it, it, it really is. Um, I mean, I, I, I could see corn fields three minutes from our, from our apartment in, in, in Randallstown and, and in New York, that, that was a four hour day trip to yeah. see corn growing. But, but, uh, uh, the, but growing up in New York, was so special because when you grow up in New York, you have transportation 24 hours a day, uh, subways, buses. It is so easy to get from place to place. So what was my, what was unique for me and everybody else that one thing you did not need, the thing, the, the, the thing that is so tough for teenagers is like you're 14, you're 15, you're 16, you need parents to take you every place. Mm-hmm. And, and in New York, you know, you could be a 12 year old and travel all over the place. And that gave you freedom to explore. That was just incredible. 
Now, were you fortunate enough to see any of the music live during that time living in New York? Uh, I saw a little. I, I saw the Beatles at Carnegie Hall. Did you really? I really did. Could you Couldn't hear them, tell... or was there too much screaming? <laughs> uh, 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 she was wearing a brown top and a brown skirt, who was in the seats behind, and was screaming the whole time, Ringo, I love you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did not. I do not recall the music, but I do get to say I was there. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 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 the, the, uh, they had a lot of big concerts, Murray the K and, yes. and, and they were putting on at the Brook, Brooklyn Paramount, these big mega shows. And, um, he used to have out now, where the site of the World's Fair at the Singer Bowl, which is now where they have, uh, they converted it to where you have the the big tennis championships. Uh, uh, they, they rebuilt the stadium, but they used to have all the groups in. And back in those days, um, you could see on, on the same night, like I, I remember uh, the Who were played and, and Janis Joplin and, and the Doors. And um, they they were in the same venue. Um, and uh, so, you know, you, you saw a lot. Um, I, I was even there when, if, if I mean, you, you remember Jim Morrison, of course. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's not, I mean, great music, but, you know, his thing was getting arrested all the time. <laughs> that so, is true. So he... that's, yeah. Now, and, and. Go ahead. No, no, you finish your thought, and then I'll come well, back. The concert, of course, had to end with everyone throwing chairs onto the stage because the because the cops had hauled them off, you know. So, uh, but you know, everything was good. <laughs> you know, everyone was there have, having a good time. But yeah, there was a lot of music, and 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 the village, uh, you know, had had tons. But I I never hit any of those clubs uh um the the folk clubs but but i remember seeing a uh, a uh, uh, blues project uh down there and um so but uh you could do it and you didn't need anybody to drive or pick you up and it it was uh, um and and culturally you know museums everything but yeah. well, i'm sorry no i was I was just going to repeat myself. Uh, you know, I I love I'm I'm a country boy, so I I I live it out here. Well, I'm curious if you recall the cost of the ticket to see the Beatles. Mm, not a clue. Because I I, I I would venture to say it was you know under thirty dollars. Oh, oh God, yeah. I, I I mean, it was not. It was not. Let's see. I was in high school, and uh, uh, however we got the tickets, I I I bought it. Um, so yeah, things were not crazy priced like they are now. I mean, it was because I was going there with my date, you know. Uh, and if it were like prices are now, I couldn't have afforded that. 
I had uh, heard that James Taylor was going to be performing, I guess, one of the arenas in the Baltimore. It might have been D.C., I don't recall. This is good, good eight or ten years ago. And I thought, you know, the only time I'd ever seen James Taylor was at Tanglewood in western Massachusetts. And mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes, it was just he and his guitar and a tape deck where he had a little background music. Then he brought out his full band, J.D. Souther and the, the boys, and we were sitting in the eighth row right in front of the speaker. And like many indoor-outdoor theaters, they had to project the sound. They didn't have speakers that were placed outside and stuff, so the sound from inside has to, had to be loud enough to project out onto the lawn. And it was excruciatingly loud, and that's the only concert I ever had to walk out on because it was painful. So I wanted to go see James Taylor and I checked online for the prices and I was floored how expensive they were. I I couldn't go. It was out of my budget. So that's why I was asking about the Beatles because to see them now, if they were still together and performing, let's say your ticket price was 15 or $20. It would be Mm -hmm. 1500 to to 3000 in today's world. I'm sure. Oh yeah. 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 Um, it, it, it's everything, Everything back then, by today's standards, was reasonable. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, grow, because we weren't rich, you know, we were just normal, and uh, uh, you didn't have money to, you know, throw away if it was too expensive. Um, so it, it would have had to be just normally priced. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, nothing... I recall was as crazy. I remember a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago, I guess must be 15, 20 years ago. Um, uh, uh, um, Metallica was playing down at Raven stadium. Um, and my son wanted to go and, and back in, in those days, so he would have been in high school, I guess. I, I didn't want him going to, those places, you know, by himself. So, you know, we became concert buddies, uh, uh, saw a lot of good stuff at, at Meriwether, you know, and I was, I, 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 I probably would have gotten the award for the oldest person at the, uh, at the HFS festivals each year. Um, if, if you remember those, mm-hmm. But, um, but, but I remember, so he wanted to go and see it and the tickets were like $75. So, yeah, which back is 15 years ago was like huge. Yes. Huge. Yep. So, yeah, no, life was reasonable back in those days. Now I have a quick question for you. Of all the songs that you've have heard in your lifetime, and this is a difficult question, I would have much, I'd need time to think about it and still it would change on a daily basis, but what are the top three songs of all the songs that you've heard and or performed that, you know, you could do one one or both, what are the top three songs on Ron's playlist if you could choose the top three of all time? Well, for me, Streets of London, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's both one I can listen to over. But it, of, of the songs I love to play, that's the most wonderful song to play. 
uh, um, I I feel that way about Hallelujah, mm-hmm. along along with probably half the world. Um, and 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 there's a coat. There, there's a song, Yellow Coat. Um, uh, 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 by uh, oh God, I'm doing a block now. Uh, 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 I'll take it off my list. Uh, uh, Steve, um, is it Steve Goodman by any chance? Steve Goodman, thank yes. you. Uh, um, it's this wonderful, beautiful little song, Yellow Coat. Um, or, or um, like if, if I'm picking three songs, wrong, go on stage and, and those are going to be on there. Um, I have a lot of fun. I I love Brandy Carlisle stuff, the story and, and the Joker to, to perform or, 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 and, and to listen to are just awesome as well. And, um, but, but there's so many, I, I love doing Suzanne and I love listening to Suzanne, um, uh, again, performing. I loved doing the weight. Mm-hmm. That's uh, brother. Can you spare a dime? Uh, which is, of course, a depression era song. But then Pete uh, Pete Seeger and and the Weavers kind of revived it. And so, well, that brings us back to your song, Buddy, because on that you ask someone to spare a five. So that kind of brings in that whole depression era into that that song, and I know that you you, the way you introduce that song uh, comes out of the you know the recession back o- about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you mentioned the depression area, and then also that song. That was one of the reasons I wanted to play that song. Was it uh, had that kind of old time feel to it? And we're going to be finishing the show shortly because we're going to have to run along here with the song. Is it the total title, Compadre? So long, Compadre. So long, Compadre. Now, what was the gist? Because I know you had mentioned to me that you're more of a cover song person, but you do write mm-hmm. occasionally. You sent me the three. Um, what brought you or got you to write So Long, Compadre? Um, it, it's been written over a period of years. Um, and, and it, 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 as, as a counselor, you would always come, you know, meet with kids who lost family or relatives in war, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's constantly been happening. Uh, uh, I've, I've always been surrounded by the political world of people um saying how awful war is but nobody's doing anything about it um you know all all these young men and women who die fighting for the country and nothing seems to stop that from still happening and and the trigger um that had always been in the background had been i had had a cousin when I was um, growing up, who was from Chicago, who was several years older than me, and I, I never really knew him. They, they, they'd come and visit uh, once every two, three, four years, my cousin Jerry, and I never really knew him other than he was my older cousin. 
And um, in 67, uh, he was uh, a lieutenant in, in the army or he was in ROTC and, uh, and then went in, into the army as a lieutenant and he was gonna be shipped over and he came to New York to visit and we got to know each other. We finally got to know each other and it was just wonderful. And we agreed, oh God, you know, as soon as you get back, you know, now that I'm older, you're older, we're gonna really get to know each other. And um, he, he, he was killed over in, in Laos. Um, and um, that, that created the seed of, of, of the song, so, so Long Compadre, I Didn't Even Get to Know Your Name. Um, and all those other elements came into play, particularly as I revolved the, the song over the years and kept reshaping it because of all the other political agenda. But the essence, the original, the title were, you know, based on how many people we die before anyone ever really gets to know them completely. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a wonderful time chatting with you, Ron. I, I have you... too, Tom. Good, good. And uh, this show, um, from yours and my perspective, it'll air next week because I try to put a show out on Wednesday the best I can, and I just uploaded a, a new new uh, show yesterday. So give it a week, and I will. Uh, well, you get my weekly updates. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll know when it's when it's up in, on the Wispy Mop Acoustic Radio uh, Podbean website. But thank you again so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. The one thing, and I tell people this all the time, and people who have been listening to the podcast hear it almost every show, show is having hosted so many open mics and showcases over the years has allowed me to meet many, many, many musicians. The problem with that since I am running the show, is I rarely get to speak with anyone for longer than two minutes. <laughs> it's usually, do you need anything from me? Is your your battery, you know, charged up on the pickup, things like that? So I get these little snippets. So part of the fun for the podcast for me is learning about people, and I've had a, a nice time meeting you. Well, Todd, thank you, and and it's... Vice versa. I've I've always and just the audience. I mean, I've 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 always found you one of the true, you know, nice guy gentlemen, you know, that I come in contact with constantly, and uh, I never really have a chance to get to know you either. So this has just been a delightful pleasure, and I do thank you so much for inviting me, and um, I, I I did thoroughly enjoy that. Well, you have a wonderful rest of the day, and hopefully sometime soon we can get together in person, whether it's at an open mic or whether it's just to get together with two guitars and two vocals. Sounds great to me. All right. Well, listen, thanks for chatting. We'll talk to you soon. All right. uh, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Well, that was Ron Kutcher. What a fun conversation that was. And he was so nice to give us the background on this song. So let's listen to his song. So long, 
singing eulogies for the victims of the war that everyone hates. I'm sad to say I must go on and sing this song, another young man's song. And I think it's such a shame that after all we're not to blame. Wispy Mob Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series is produced by Todd C. Walker at the Wispy Mob Music Studio in Frederick, Maryland. All music on the podcast is played by permission from the artist. If you're enjoying the series, please feel free to share the link, wispymopmusic.podbean.com, or you can find the show on either iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Such a shame, but after all, we're not to blame. I think I've heard this song before, sung in many a different way. Singing eulogies for the victims of the war that everyone I must go on and sing this song Another young man's born